change our reality. If you don't wanna shake that hood mentality, how the fuck we supposed to change our reality? Damn, dude. What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. This is episode 65 for that ass. And appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm your host, California Cal. California Cal. And this is the Damn Dude Podcast, where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Really, just an opportunity to help us give some different perspective and insight and possibly some tools to help improve the overall quality of life and humankind. So, why do I sound so quiet on here? This is weird. Hello, hello. Excuse me. Hello, 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 hello. I don't know what this switch does. What the heck? Okay. Well, um, for some reason I sound quiet. Hello. This is tripping me out. I don't know. Okay, anyway, show goes on. <laughs> I just sound so, like, quiet or echoey or something, and my headphones is kind of bugging me out. <clears throat> so, anyways, let's get into this. Episode 65, and we're fucking trucking down the road with this here show, man. Um, what this show is about today, we're going to be tired. We'll, we'll kind of give you a little intro of what we're going to be breaking down. Um the first or the biggest thing that really sticks out and struck me as like a big deal is the perspective of understanding if you're in survival mode or not, or if you're coming from a place of survival mode or not. Um, you know, so we're going to get into that and the difference between coming from that perspective from survival mode versus thriving mode, because there's definitely, definitely a, a difference between how between the quality of your life if you're coming from a thriving mode or you're coming from a surviving mode is definitely a big difference um gonna talk about how to keep and how to keep believing and cultivating faith in yourself when all you know is just surviving so confidence and and putting that outward and and accepting that that's fucking tough man and um that's something where I'm really struggling and I, I catch myself going back and forth and I flip in and out of these two modes. So I think it's important to analyze it. We're going to also talk about how oftentimes, and I know for myself, happiness is often just like when I experience moments of happiness, it's off. It would oftentimes just be moments that I'm not suffering, like suffering just subsided for a little bit. And then now like that, I'm taking that as happiness, but that's not actually happiness. That's just not suffering. Um, So then if we have enough time, also, (laughs) we're going to talk about peeing the bed. (laughs) Um, But I mean, in a not fun, I mean, I guess it's going to be funny either way, but in a not funny way where like, where it's like when it has to do with psychological stuff as a kid, that's more so what I mean. Um, when you have kids who pee the bed and stuff, there's there's a lot of uh, like science, I guess, behind it, and a lot of um, a lot of stuff that people don't understand, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a trip, dude. Like, there's a lot to that, um, to the psychology of all that. So, what I noticed, dude, was that like. 
I've pretty much been living the majority of my life in survival mode. Now, what do I mean by that? So just to kind of like bring some context, like a lot of us live in survival mode and we don't realize it. And at the same time, when we see people who come from survival mode, we can kind of understand a little bit better why they are the way they are, right? And once you can understand, then there's not really any reason to be mad if you can understand. So I'm looking at it like, holy shit, I coming from being a little kid all the way up to I'm 35 right now. And it wasn't until the past 10 years ago that I really started taking on like personal development and inner work and and healing, really. I guess ultimately that's what it would be called is really just took on healing. Um, Now, what does that mean? It's like all the, the anger and the triggers and the temperament and the excuses or laziness or whatever, like going back to the root of all of those things and digging them up and showing them love and and regrowing them into a different direction or replanting them where they belong, right? Essentially. So going in and kind of tapping into all my old memories and thoughts and traumatic things and um and all of these things and we can go back and I talk about this a lot but it's like we you can it's proven and i've done it myself where i've gone back and healed old events by because it's been proven that we're only capable like if there's an event that happened and time goes on we're only capable of recalling the last memory of the last memory of the last memory of the initial event so anytime like let's say you got punched in the face and that scared you to like go in public or something and uh damn what was i going with that um shit oh yeah okay so like let's say you get punched in the face right so now you're scared to go in public so now kind of like when you go back the you you can only think of the last memory of the last memory of the last memory of it. So because of that, if we kind of go back down that trail of the last memory of the last memory of the last memory, we can kind of start implanting different memories and different angles of the memory. Because not like we can change it or just remove it, but what we could do is look at it from a different angle, like put a different camera on it and be like, oh, okay. You know, it's like in sports when it's like, oh, okay, like, from this angle, yeah, he's definitely out of bounds. But let's flip the, you know, we caught the camera on the other side. Oh, it definitely wasn't out of bounds. It just looked like it. And it's that sort of thing. When we can put a different lens, put a different angle on our old thoughts and memories, we get to play it back and it and it brings peace. You know, wow, I never thought about this. Like, if you think about like instant replay on a basketball game, it's basically like that with with our brain and our thinking and what we can do and our memories if you think about somebody says, no, that was a three point. No, his foot was on the line. His foot was over the line. And you're arguing back and forth. That's chaos, right? That's That would represent a current feeling that feels chaotic based off of an old experience. So the old experience was the uncertainty if the foot went over the line or not. Now we're in chaos. 
So now moving forwards, if we look back at that memory via the instant replay, we go back, we look at the instant replay, we slow it down, we remember it, we watch it, we view it, we look at it from different angles, and we find out the truth about it. Now we go back to present time after we're done watching the instant replay, and now we're in present time feeling better because we now understand what exactly what happened. Damn, dude. You see what I'm saying? So now essentially like that chaos is healed. We went back and healed it. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, my mom yelled at me. My dad hit me. My whatever, you know, whatever your thing is. Y'all was neglected. I was this, that. Whatever your story is, whatever it is. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, We can go back and heal it with that sort of, with that analogy, I guess. And I think that's crazy because I practice this a lot. I'll just go back and visit as far back as I can go. It's like, okay, I remember feeling sad about this breakup when I was sitting in my room here. And then I remember feeling sad when I was driving. And then I remember feeling sad about it when I was at work or, where, you know, I don't know. I'm just making, saying stuff now. But, like, I'm going back and I'm working my way through all these times that I was sitting there feeling like shit. And all the times I felt so lost and lonely and confused. And I just started leaving different moments of like, wow, actually, that was a defining moment in your life of when you first started waking up to compassion or self-love. You know, it's like this is the first time you really started hating yourself so you could start loving yourself. You know, it's like the dark you have the light can only exist because of dark and dark can only exist because of light. And, you know, like. It's crazy, dude. They say, and I heard Slim Thug saying a song the other day, something along the lines of like, and the more you suffer, the like the more you suffer, the bigger your blessings. And I'm looking and but it, and also another line to follow it or pre pretext pre face it or whatever it would be. He said something like, and as long as you if you make mistakes, then you got to learn your lessons. And he kind of like laid out this whole string of like kind of the roadmap. And I was like, holy fuck, dude! It just hit me so deep yesterday. And that's when I realized that that's why I played that Ice Cube intro in the beginning of this thing, this podcast is because or this episode is because it's real. It's like how we if if we don't want to shake our hood mentality, then how are we going to change our reality? And that's kind of the same thing. That's what we're dealing with is like, damn, for me, I come from like I don't even like I'm trying to think how to encapsulate this because I'm just now observing it and I'm like 35 years old. I'm just now starting to understand what this difference is. So bear with me as I try to make this make sense. But I realized that where I come from and the way I think and how I learn stuff and and what I think what I like what I th- naturally think is cool. I come from a place of like being obnoxious with loud cars, loud music, smoking weed in your face. Um, That type of shit is was cool. Like to me, I thought that's how you be as cool as possible. Like not that I'm like, OK, that's I'm going to do that and be cool. It's just that like I felt like I was cool when I was like that. Now, looking back, I realize I'm a jackass half the time. And then the other half the time, it's legit. I'm having fun, you know, because personally, I do like loud shit and I do like smoking my weed wherever I like. And, you know, what I'm saying that, that, that that's true to me. So I do it at the same time. I, I had 
while after doing business for so many years now, I'm kind of learning that like, holy shit, I've learned that I ha- I've got to be mindful of where I really like do that or be like that or how much of that is really real to me, you know, because I'm like, do I really just like subwoofers in the car because the influence that I was shown by rap music, which was show, which was brought influence to this by this, by this, by this. And it's like, damn, I'm not even myself by the end of it. So I stop and I'm like, damn, yeah, I actually do like this. You know, like I do love the subs bump and I do love feeling that vibrate. I do love, excuse me, like having a smoke and having the fucking subs just just vibrating through me and like good ass lyrics at the same time and fucking sick ass rhythms and harmonies. And I'm just like, ah, this is so tight. It just feels so good to vibe out to music sometimes. But especially when you got the slaps in your ride, dude, like that shit's fucking dude. Like there's nothing like it man i don't know like if you don't understand it you don't understand it that's fine you know there's certain things that like i just i don't know i don't know (laughs) um so it's a trip because like i look at the last past the the past 10 years of my life so in 2012 yeah because almost 2000 fuck it was crazy it's 2021 but in 2012 is when it started so it's basically like 10 years is when i first started doing like looking inward and participating in personal development classes and just doing it on my own and um you know it was around that time took on meditation and a lot of these things and well a couple years after that i took on meditation but um and started working with plant medicines and tribes people and shamans and you know going to the jungles and all these types of things and i was very very heavily in the direction of business 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 like i was fucking i was grinding dude like i mean fucking grinding dude i'd never seen money like i was making before and when i say this i mean like uh i was probably like so keep in mind it's like i'm still like a little ass fucking kid when it comes to making money and managing finances and shit and at the same time like I've like it's not a lot you know what I mean like where I'm going and what I what I see for myself is on a much bigger scale but at the same time it's like damn I'm I'm in my early 20s making several grand a week I'm fucking slinging weed I'm fucking uh just you know I'm doing like 50 something classes a day I'm like got the hottest fucking girlfriends in the world stupid rich driving around in like brand new beamers and escalades and just stupid shit that i had no business doing you know um i was just in some crazy like egotistical like i'm the shit type of place because i mean i most people would have wanted to switch places with me at that moment when they saw what i was up to it was like I can't like you know what I'm saying like I'm trying I'm I'm being respectful and I'm not I'm not trying to be humble but I'm trying to tell the truth about it you know it's like 
I really was on some crazy like shit that I had I had no business being a part of but it just kept happening and I just kept believing in myself and being like fuck yeah I'm worthy of these types of women I'm worthy of these types of fucking cars and this and that but the thing was was it was all like it was all a I don't want to say facade because it felt true to me you know but I kind of went too far maybe and I started getting a little too mm, not cocky but like I don't know if it's arrogant because I wasn't like outwardly like hoo hoo but it was like in my head was like that um you know I don't even know how to explain that's a trip it's like so in my head I'm like my standard is just like like crazy and I'm just like I was kind of an asshole because I was lacking compassion and I think that kind of gave me that attractive factor to these like more like sexy adult type of women I guess it like it kind of had this like mystique and this like I had this like youthfulness but this maturity about me because I'd seen so much shit by the time I was young that like the conversations I was wanting to be having they were wanting to be having so it's like I remember I was 22 24 I was 22 or 24 and I was dating and the girl I was dating was 31 or 32 at the time and she was just so stupidly gorgeous like unbelievable you know what i'm saying like truly people would just like literally do like the drop mouth like stare and turn at her and like see even the way i'm describing this it feels weird like i'm not trying to hype it i'm just trying to tell like what the reality was about this and you know and it's like hot girls would say damn like that girl's intimidatingly hot so I'm, I guess what I'm doing is painting the picture of how I was feeling and how I was getting into my head and shit. And like, so I started realizing, so I started getting, going to like fucking galas and silent auctions and like all this crazy shit. I didn't ever even heard these words before. Right. And I'm going to these things and I'm like, yo, this is grimy. Like, yo, being rich is fucking trippy, bro. Like this what (laughs) dude i was tripping man i was tripping like why was i tripping okay let's break it down so for one all the women at these like rich like uh rancho santa fe events and all these things like they are stupidly gorgeous it's like it doesn't even make sense And everybody seems so perfect and, and everybody's up to some grimy shit and some really like good for humanity type of shit all at the same time. So I'm like, trip the fuck out because like me and my homie go and we get invited and like people are doing coke, people are smashing in the bathroom, people are doing this, that, it was just like people were you know it's like their husband's there their wife's here with somebody else it was just it was crazy dude now at the same time it wasn't like sloppy it wasn't dirty everybody's like very high profile and very like thousands of dollars worth of fucking suits and clothes and accessories and jewelry and you know like the the whole thing and i'm like 
I'm just seeing, I'm going deeper and deeper into this whole thing. I'm seeing like all the ins and outs and hearing the stories and seeing the realities and like, and the girl that I was seeing at the time, she was, she grew up in that environment. And she, I think what she found really attractive about me was that I was super ghetto. And like, at the same time, I could play this professional role. And that was the first thing that she was like, whoa, like, like when the first time we spoke outside of like a professional setting, she's like, whoa, like, I think you don't talk the same. I was like, you know, like I do, but I don't, I got to like kind of turn up, like turn on my white guy voice a little bit more. You know, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, ah, shit, you know, it's like, there's a difference, you know, and I realize I kind of go in and out of it of like if I'm talking to kind of more ghetto people or I'm telling more ghetto stories or certain memories like it brings me back to certain points of uh, of how I would talk or think or something so that's kind of funny um yeah dude so it's just a fucking trip because I started like going the complete opposite of caring about money I'm like man fuck money like what the hell so oh okay so just kind of paint this picture also so around this time I'm like I'm working like 26 hours like in a row, like often, boom, just grinding all day, all night, all day, all night. I'm working on the business. I'm working on the business. I'm selling weed. I'm selling fucking bike parts or whatever the fuck. I'm just like grinding, dude, all my grind. I'm making a lot of money for a youngin, you know, and, uh, and I'm on my own schedule too. Like on top of that, like, holy fuck, you know, it felt, it was crazy. I didn't even know what to do with myself. So what I realized though, was like, I had put in work into my business for like six years or for like a mm, couple years straight, like just fucking grinding it out. And then eventually like this whole realization hit me and I went through this whole like self-realization and this whole awakening and however you want to call it. And that was like really when my journey started with like personal development and healing, I guess. So. It was really. Tough to believe to start seeing how much like my thinking and perspective was all backwards like all the stuff I would do that I thought would make me cool or make me felt like I was winning in life was all stuff that would have me end up in jail or a fight or some sort of like sticky situation or predicament or something that's like not favorable right and I'm just like fuck dude like I don't know man it's it's just a trip and like I don't know dude it's just so weird because around that time I was just getting everything I wanted like all the girls I was dating were just like dream girls of mine and like it was, it just, it didn't make sense, you know, at the same time, I wasn't really living, I wasn't living bad, but I wasn't living good, you know, it's like, the reason I said, like, it felt good, 
And at the same time, I'm taking chances that could, like I said, could end me up in jail or end me up in fights or end me up shot or stabbed or like stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how the fuck do I go from if, if this is all I know, all the stuff I'm like, OK, like stealing stuff, this, that, nah, like that's not it's not OK and that's not good. But when I had people who were good people to the core teaching me how to steal shit when I'm a kid, like, what else am I going to know, you know? So I was never one of those people where it's like, if you, I would, it's weird because it's like, I learned a lot of, I don't want to say criminal, but like illegal things. I, I learned a lot of illegal things with the understanding of respect to it at the same time, if that makes sense, where it's like, all right, like you only like we don't steal from people. We steal from stores. You know, and it's like we steal from the booth. We don't ever you don't ever touch anybody's stuff. And it's like, all right, you know, understand. Well, I already knew that. And it's like, all right. So it's like, you know, if you're taking shit, it's like, well, it's because we don't have it and they got it. The people don't lose any money from this. What's there's nothing wrong with it. It's like they they have some they can share. If I had enough, I'd share with them. And I'm like, well, damn, yeah, you're right, you know, me too, so fuck it, like, all right, show me how to not get caught, you know, and it's like, that's what I was being taught, I got shown how to steal shit from some of the best, and like, you know, the best, which is, you see what I'm saying, it's like, it's not a good thing, so that's where I was going, and I'm like, fuck, dude, so at one point, I realized that that's how I thought, and that's, where my reality laid was in this i got i'm trying to come up i'm trying to come up it's always this like it like a quick thing it's never a long lasting and it's i'm doing things in ways that demolish and destroy relationships rather than build and grow and real success builds and grows relationships and ideas and things and you know criminal shit good does i mean it does that but it gives you the the risks and the chances of getting in trouble and in the back of your head, you know, you're not living right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, dude, that shit's crazy. So that's going to lead to the next thing, which is we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to be right bike. Damn, Damn dude. dude. I say bottom accents. Say this phrase out loud. Aaron, earn, and iron, earn. Damn, what the fuck? We really talk like that? Mm-hmm. Let me see it. Earn, earn, iron, earn. Let me see it. Earn, earn, the iron, earn. What? Iron, earn, the iron, earn. No, Aaron, no. earn, and iron, earn. Iron, earn, iron, earn. Dummy, no, dummy. Iron, earn, and iron, earn. Yo, what's the Earn. everybody we bike dude i saw that on instagram the other other day i was fucking dead if you couldn't understand this is when people from baltimore try to pronounce the phrase aaron earned an iron urn (laughs) 
But check it out. What had me dying was the first, the dude who reads it the first time. He's just like, earn, 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 earn. And he's like, wait, we really talk like that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So you see that, but wh- why that stood out to me is because this whole subject we've been on, it ties into that exactly. It's like, well, shit, you didn't know that you didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times are we talking in ways when we don't know it? How many times are we thinking in ways and we have no clue? But that's blatantly out loud what we're doing. And we don't even realize it until somebody stops and shows us. So I, I guess what I take from that is at some point, and I kind of just piece this together right now. It's like at some point, somebody exposed me to myself. Damn, dude. Meaning... Uh, there's a lot of sides to this, but I guess what immediately pops up for me right now was when one of my classmates, you know, I guess slash my homie, Rob, he asked me, so who are you? And I just start saying my name. I start saying my career. I start saying my age. I start saying my status. And he's just like, nah, that's what you do. That's how old you are. That's whatever. Who are you? And I couldn't answer the question. And I think it was at that point that I really started being like, huh? I don't even know who the fuck I am in words. Like, yo, that's really weird. That's a fucking trip. Like, I know I'm down. I know I got my homies' backs. I know blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Those are just some of my traits. Like, what am I really about and what am I really up to on this planet? So, that's where I was just kind of like tripped the fuck out. And I was like, damn, I don't even know how to realize how to answer that question. And then one of the first things that he pointed out to me is that, like, bro, you're too polite. You're too nice. Like, everything you do is from this nice guy. Like, stop. Stop being so nice. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, I don't, I'm just being me, you know? And it's weird because, I don't know. It's like, I have these two versions where I'm, like, 100% standoffish or I'm completely nice and friendly. Now, it's hard for me to go from one to the other. I don't know. I I can shut down pretty easily. And not even shut down, but just have nothing to say and be fine with it. Um, Like, I'm the type of dude where I kind of have no issue if a conversation gets weird and you feel weird. And I'll just sit there and just kind of not feel weird. (laughs) Um. I like I know how to do that. Like I don't I do my best not to, but I definitely know how to. Um so I guess what was shown to me was that like damn, my best trait and quality is to be overly friendly and nice. And I'm like that's now and that's like when you when I say that out loud, it's like fuck. That's not a very good trait, you know. Like people don't like people who are just overly friendly and nice. Like I think I just didn't want to be not liked or something like that, you know. And I don't know. And I was just trying to try on what it was like to be the complete opposite version of myself too, you know. Um. So that you know that's a really fucking trippy thing. So ultimately, what came from the question of him asking me, like, okay, so who are you? Was I, in that moment, I mean, a a, a lot of things happened, but something that I'm present to now about that situation was that 
I didn't necessarily know how or even where to start. And I understand that it's hard to, and it still is to this day at times, to cultivate the belief that I am good enough and worthy of bigger things and that I'm I'm worthy and capable of the finer things in life. For me, money has always been the hardest thing. Like, I don't know how to fucking... I don't know, man. It's like I know how to make a lot of it, but then when my when the sun disappears, then I don't know how seemingly. You know, and that like that's weird as fuck. So I'm trying to switch it up and see what I can do. Like I kind of want to work a sales job just to see how good I am now. You know, because I've been doing this for myself and I kind of like, huh, because the winter season is my slow season, like it'd be pretty dope to just give it a try, like fucking chop it up, go sell shit. I like, you know, motorcycles or something again, something where I can make commission. And I feel like it would just be really fucking cool. You know, like it would, it would just be kind of fun. Um, so I'm kind of thinking about that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but what I realized is that like, dude, like I don't even know how to cultivate this or where to cultivate it from. Cause all the people that I see around me, they're all caught in struggle and caught in the, life is hard and this is stressful and this and that. And it's like, I don't even know where to fucking meet like positive people, you know? I mean, I guess I, I suppose I do, I guess I know where to start, you know, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, that's where I kind of like, I, I understand because going through this whole breakup and all the shit I went through over the past year or almost year now, um, it's been a big deal, you know, and it's not nothing in that it's smart and irresponsible to take time to feel it and heal it. And you know what I'm saying? To, to do that. So I realized that oftentimes when I'm feeling or sorry, this is before, like, especially before the past 10 years, oftentimes when I was feeling what I thought was happy. In reality, I was just feeling not, I was just like that feeling of surviving just subsided for a little bit. And that's all my happiness was, was not suffering. Like the feeling of suffering just disappeared for a little bit. And that's what I thought happiness was. And now that I understand that happiness is part of happiness is accepting pain and accepting anxiety and accepting all these things and doing it naturally and not turning to medications and shit for it. When you actually do the work, you get to earn it. And I think that's what's going on with a lot of people with, with, um, medications and different things like that is we, we don't want to work for it. And, our body responds to the work that we put into it or not, you know? So, and that's one thing that, that I struggle with too, is like, there's no shortcuts for our body. You know, there's things we could do that are smarter than the next, but it's not really any necessary. There's not necessarily any like shortcuts. Like you still got to put in the work, you know, I mean, you can get lipo and whatever, but there's still going to be a side effect. You know, there's side effects to all these things. So when you don't put in the work, it's not as, I don't know not as deep, I guess. Um, so thinking back, like, dude, like 
the majority to th- so to realize that holy fuck most of the times that i think i'm happy i'm just not suffering so then if all the times that i'm just living normal life and i'm not happy then that means i'm actively suffering so i'm like holy shit dude like i'm legit just suffering out here and holy fuck that's not happiness and getting little moments of joy and getting little moments of you know, I was I was becoming very live for the weekend. I was becoming very, oh no no not become. I was very very I hate people. Um, I was very very much I hate people, and now I, like my perspective is completely changed on that. It's like, dude, I fucking love people. At the same time, yeah, there's some really weak and lame people out here that's fine you know i think that's the difference is just knowing that that's fine like if you're lame cool you know that's fine just don't fuck with me you know i'm not gonna fuck with you um that's that you know that's kind of my whole thing (laughs) is like bro don't fuck with me i don't fuck with you like we're cool otherwise like let's completely fuck with each other and create some fucking awesome shit right so that's kind of how i realize i think that's why i kind of struggle like meeting and making friends to like hang out with on a general level is because like i'm either like yo we're completely gonna fuck with each other or like nah and i don't know it's a trip i'm I'm realizing that that's healthy and not healthy because i don't really have people that i can like hang out with at the same time like i do i know there's phone calls i can make and people gladly you know welcome me with open arms at the same time i'm just like I kind of understand that I, I know I need to go through what I need to go through and not, you know, ignore it away or, or distract from anything that I need to feel and go through, right? I'm not going to drink it away or spend my time away or whatever. Um, and then, I mean, I guess when it comes to smoking weed, for me, it's more like a tool to analyze and look at the things that I'm thinking about or going through, you know, rather than hide from. And it's kind of more to get deeper into it, if anything. So the biggest thing that I took and I take is that like, when we know how to accept feeling shitty, that's when you know how to be a happy person. When you can be okay with feeling shitty, when you can keep doing your activities even though you feel like shit, when you know how to use your tools to feel better and tools being, you know, certain questions you can ask yourself, certain mantras, certain pictures, posters, certain music, certain uh, mentors, certain speeches, certain podcasts, certain shows, certain whatever that you know can make you feel better. Now, those are band-aid type things, but at the same time, you also know you can go outside, you can take a walk, um, meditate, read a book, you know, th- and so I think where the difference is like, people will be like, oh, like video games is my meditation. And that's cool. I get it. I totally get it because you're just kind of shutting your brain off at the same time. When we do that, it's not actively, we're not actively doing the work. It's just put to the side. So and there's a big difference when we actively do the work on our thoughts and our ill on our ill thoughts and ill feelings and our subconscious when we actively go to look at it and go to work on it and go to face it 
rather than escape it. So what happens is I think once we face it enough times, that equals freedom. So we don't have to go and hide from it. So then once we can sit and feel it and let it in and open the door to the for the pain to just fucking flood, like when you let it flood in or out or however you see it, you know, or however that resonates, that's when it starts getting healed. That's when we start feeling better. And that's when you're really at peace. Then that's when you actually get to play the video game for the sake of playing a video game and not playing a video game for the sake of needing to escape. You know what I'm saying? Or And by video game, I mean like fucking cell phones or computers or, you know, whatever. Um, things that just are, I don't know, that are just, hmm. I don't know, how do I even describe this? I guess things that are just for entertainment's sake versus things that physically make your body better. Um, I think that's the difference of like, if you were to like go to the movie theater or go play games or video games or whatever, watch YouTube, whatever it is for after feeling shitty versus going for a hike when you feel shitty or going to the beach. It's like, there's no physicalness to what you're doing. And now that's going to actually help heal it more and feel better because like we're actually physically experiencing different air different things kick in and and different chemical reactions in our body so that's literally going to make us feel better and i think going outside is such an underrated tool for feeling better so many people just like oh anxiety it's like okay that's great we all experience anxiety at some point but bro like we still gotta live life you know And once we live life on the path that we really want to be on, like anxiety, it it becomes a different thing. You know, I don't think it ever goes away. I think it's just a matter of it's a it's your body trying to tell you and affirm something like oftentimes you'll have a conversation with your subconscious or we'll have a a conversation with our subconscious And then moments later, anxiety will kick in. And it's like, what the heck? How I interpret that is like, dude, that's the, that's God. That's the world. That's the universe. That's your higher self. That's you trying to tell you to go. And it's like, bro, stop, 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 stop. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, you start feeling sick. It's like, stop, relax. You need to go rest. Our our bodies do these things for reasons. It's not just because you're a victim of anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. So, this all ties in to peeing the bed. (laughs) Believe it or not. So, I'm a fucking, I might have told this before, but, so I'm going to just tell one of myself. Um, So, growing up, I hella peed the bed a lot, dude, as a kid. Now, ha, 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 you know, have your life, whatever, it's cool. But as we grow up and some of us have kids who go through this or you got fucking a little cousin or relatives or whoever the fuck is dealing with this, understand that kids who pee the bed most typically went through something very traumatic as a child. Damn, dude. I'm going to say that again. It's like most kids who pee the bed went through something traumatic as a child, as a young child. 
damn, dude. And that's fucking facts, dude. So it's not that something's wrong with you. I used to get spankings. I remember having to fucking sleep outside. I remember just feeling so fucking, uh, you know, like my parents didn't know what to do. They were, they tried every single approach. I don't blame them for anything. You know, they tried everything, but I I just couldn't stop being in the bed, dude, as a kid. And it was fucking terrible and so embarrassing. And and it's crazy that I can't even talk about this because before I would never say a word to anybody, dude. I would fucking fight you before I would. You know, like you could sit there and look at my peed bed and tell me, oh, you peed your bed. And I would just deny it straight to your face completely. And like it was that bad. You know, I just felt so shameful. and It was that embarrassing. And I and one time during an ayahuasca trip, I, I looked into that. I remember I had to pee so bad during a ceremony one time and I was just like, nah, don't get up. Just sit through it. You know, you can catch a second wave. You'll be cool. uh, Thanks, Chuck. I thought so too. (laughs) Um, And I remember I just had this vision and this, this thing of like, like you don't need to be hard on yourself. Don't look at yourself like you were bad or stupid or not good enough or something for that. The reality is, is that you were so hurt, you would go so deep into your dream state to escape reality that, and this is true, dude, like, when I was a kid, if you shake, you could, like, shake me fiercely, you could elbow drop me, you could pour water on me, you could fucking yank my ears, you could plug my nose, you could do whatever, I'm not waking up, like, I would sleep through anything, anything rock concerts fucking anything like i've fallen asleep at more rock concerts than i've stayed awake for at more rock concerts i've put that on my life and i would just go so deep into my sleep that i wouldn't come back and because of that it was like i would pee the bed i remember like in my dreams i would be like I would go through dimensions in my dreams and I would be like, fall asleep. And then there was like, in normal sleep, there was, I heard my sister's like oxygen machine going off, the heart rate monitor, like, doot, doot. And sometimes it'd just be like, babe, it would just flatline. Um, she had, her whole bedroom was like a medical office, you know, or she wasn't there. We'd get a phone call in the middle of the night or crazy shit. And, uh, so I just remember like that level and dimension of sleep that I think most of us sleep on was disturbance for me. Like everything about it was uncomfortable, you know, from the point of falling asleep to the point of waking up to the point of in between. The whole thing was just like I couldn't trust it, you know, because it felt like my sister's going to die. Um. So... That was when it started. And then my grandma died, my sister died, my great aunt died all in the same month. And that really fucked me up. And that was when I would, I started peeing in the bed like really bad when I was a kid at around that time because I'm going so deep into my dream state that I'm doing absolutely anything I can to protect myself and survive having to come into this world and this reality because it was just 
it's too much man it was like too much chaos there was fights in the neighborhood there was fucking gang banging there was fucking arguments there was robberies there was this that seeing people get jumped seeing people's heads get put through windows like all this shit when i'm a little kid and i'm like fuck man like i know death and pain i need to survive in this motherfucker and i remember when i was in first grade when i was standing at my sister's casket i told myself look my childhood's over you're growing the fuck up now calvin like and it was at that point where it was like, boom, straight survival mode. Like, I'm a fucking warrior. Nobody fucks with me from now on. I'm just going to observe. Nobody's going to know what I'm thinking. Nobody's going to know what I've fucking gone through. Nobody knows my struggle. Nobody knows my pain. Nobody will ever understand me. You know, come to find out, pretty much everybody can relate in some way, shape, or form and, and can feel that. So... Once I realized that, people were like, bro, you need to share your story more. And, like, I have to keep reminding myself and practicing to, to do so because there's so many different aspects of this. And the more I can contextualize it, the easier I could say it and put it out and, and more simply explain it. That means I understand it more, right? <clears throat> so when you see kids who are going through shit like that, have some compassion have some understanding, look into their family. Maybe they need some help in other ways because I've also heard kids who go through abuse, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, um, you know, any form of abuse will often experience these things too and go through it. And it's something I don't ever hear people talk about, but when I say it, all of a sudden everybody's like, oh yeah, dude, fuck, that was like me too. I'm like, what the fuck? Like everybody was like this? I thought, or, you know, not everybody, but like, there's a lot of people who experience the same thing. Like, what the fuck? I had no fucking clue, you know? On top of that, it's like, I was trying to escape from every way possible. It's like, I didn't feel good ethnic-wise, you know? I didn't feel good style-wise. I didn't feel good haircut-wise. I didn't feel good nothing, dude. Like, everything I was doing would get me fucking picked on or, you know, chased or laughed at or something. And that's how the first portion of my life felt you know I wasn't like a nerd getting bullied or nothing but like it like I don't even know how to describe it I was just kind of like this like ragtag like dirty kid with big ass clothes on from the 60s and I'm growing up in the 90s and I'm fucking getting chased all the time and I'm the only me and my homie are the only ones with long hair and we're the only two like mixed race kids and we're just getting chased every day. We don't know exactly why. We didn't know if it was because we were poor. We didn't know if it was because our clothes were all crazy. We didn't know if it was because our we both had long hair. We didn't know if it was because we were mixed. We didn't know if it was because we were friends. We didn't know if it was because we, were, we lived. We didn't know any of this shit. It just kept fucking happening. And it's like, fuck, man. So, you know, it's like, but once I, I think also a lot of that had to do with the attention that I was putting out because the the decision in the context that I was living through was that like, I'm growing the fuck up and it's life or death. So all I kept seeing was life or death situations, getting a gun pulled on me and my homies in second grade. Like that, come on, you know, like who the, what the fuck, you know, you shouldn't be like an old white dude pulled a shotgun on me and my friends because we kicked a literally a little berry hit the dude's old ass truck. And, you know, growing up in Mira Mesa, I know Mira Mesa, Mecca town. It was it was just different back then, dude. It was not the same as if you if you're only in Mary Mesa from like 2006 and up, you don't there's no way you can understand 
the the vibe or the how how dangerous shit was growing up like you could be like a white guy skater dude and not be safe from fucking gangbanging and colors and shit like real real shit um it you know nobody was excluded from all this fuckery at the same time, there's ways to navigate and get around cool, you know? It's like some people didn't experience any of this in the same neighborhood. Some people will fucking... That's what's so interesting about this neighborhood is like if you were a part of it, you are a part of it. If you weren't, you weren't. Like you either really know or you don't know. And that really is a fucking fact about it because Mira Mesa coming up in the 90s and in the early thousands, especially up to 2004... 2004 was like the last of like the wild years in Mira Mesa. Um, for hmm, that's not like in a different type of way because that's when like the rules of gangbanging and all that shit were still in play. Like the rules applied, like street rules mattered. Street rules were real. Like though we we played and lived by that. It was like the street code we understood. You know, people of that understood that, and. It's been, and then all of a sudden it turned into dumb shit where people are like old people are getting robbed and all this shit where it's like, oh, geez, got locked up and then there's no guidance and now all the fucking rules are broken and nobody respects nothing and it's all fucked up and you know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all wacky. So <laughs> all of that to say, when you see kids going through <laughs> issues, peeing in the bed, having problems listening, being trouble, trouble in school, all of that's like ask better questions ask deeper questions coming from from a place of understanding like you don't know what kids are going through at home dude it's not the same shit you're going through a lot of it's definitely similar but it's not the same we're all going through different shit we're all on this path of life and you know we got to do the best to enjoy it make it the best we can for ourselves and each other so let's fucking do that man (laughs) so on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. Please go leave a five-star written review. We would greatly appreciate that. That helps us a lot. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're most active on Instagram, at Damn Dude Podcast, just like it's spelled. Um, yeah, man. It's been a fucking beautiful episode. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'm glad to be back home. And, yeah, on that note. Oh, and my apologies for the shitty audio last time, dude. The freaking mic disconnected, like partway through i don't and the laptop speaker started recording it so or microphone i should say um yeah but i'm pretty sure we got good audio this time because i can see it so (laughs) on that note rooster tail take us out that's at rooster tail official t-a-l-e official uh have a beautiful day much love everybody peace